Welcome to episode 445 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the only podcast that's had to be hospitalized for wrist injuries incurred by all the fake web slinging. In this episode, we talk about Radiolab, Sorted Food Boxes, and Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm Andrew Sale. I'm Lauren Rubin. And I'm Patrick Hill. So renew your subscriptions to the Daily Bugle, because it's time for another friendly neighborhood episode. I got web on my face. We like to kick off every episode by going around the table, which is where we talk about something that's new, fun, and noteworthy about our weeks. Patrick, you look like Popeye. Why don't you kick uh, things off for us? <laughs> I'm ex- I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited that this week's almost done. I'm excited that next week will be done soon after that. And then I'm excited that... The grave um, is quickly coming. <laughs> just yeah, really just rapidly. 2022. <laughs> I'm just marching ahead. I hope not in 2022. Like, yeah. I hope I get at least until like 25 or 26. Yeah. But um, <laughs> just, you know, marching towards finality. I read a great tweet this week, <laughs> which said something like, we all spend our lives gathering guests for our funeral. And uh, that's where my mind is at uh, right now. Wow. You're it's such a cheery mood for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Been listening to a lot of Christmas music. All right. So I did want to, we're going to talk about No Way Home, obviously, when we get to later in the episode. Yeah, this is what uh, Mariah Carey on repeat does to a man. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about No Way Home. But before we get there, I do want to real quick talk about my No Way Home watching experience, um, which is to say that we used to have an Alamo draft house. Just uh, uh, 10 minutes from where we live, 15 minutes from where we live. And that was great. I mean, it's probably it was probably the smallest one in the chain. But uh, it's, it's still the draft house experience. It's the draft house food. It's the draft house rules, which are very important. And we would have people, que- like we had a couple uh, people in our friend group that would kind of openly question our allegiance to the draft house. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, of like, oh, that's just stupid. Every theater is the same, et cetera, et cetera. I love where this is going. I'm so excited for this conversation. Yeah. So the draft this draft house closed down. Like uh over the course of COVID, uh I don't I think they might have filed bankruptcy or something. There was restructuring, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is one of the locations that closed. We don't it's now a Santicos, which is a San Antonio based theater chain. It looks like they do a lot of good for the community. That's fine. Theater's not great. So instead of driving now 40 minutes or 30 minutes to go to a draft house, uh, we just go to the closest theater, which is the Santicos. Uh, this plus COVID has killed my movie experience. However, mm. still decided to go see a movie, and we went to an early one. We went to the first showing of the day, and typically you get your more serious theater like goers earlier in the day. But again, when we went to a draft house, we didn't really have to think about that because it was enforced. Yes. The people beside us talked the entire movie now i told y'all last week um that i've already i had already read the whole synopsis for the film i knew everything that was going to happen in the film uh, it's just you some... are so weird i can't believe yeah. that you would do well, that because i didn't know i was going to get to see it this opening week i thought i might have to wait a couple weeks and i didn't want to stifle the conversation we were going to have so i just thought it's fine it's not ideal but i'll go ahead and read it and then i can join in the conversation it won't slow down this train okay but what would happen I, again, I'm an adult. I keep my mouth shut. It's fine. But this mother and her te- teenage son, and when I say teenage, he might have been like 16 years old. Okay, so this isn't young teenage. Um, literally, every time something was about to happen, 
he would tell her what was about to happen. Tell his mom. Before it happened, for the entire runtime of the film. Had he so seen it? I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I guess I'm asking, like, to what degree of, of accuracy? No, no, no. Uh, like, it give me, seemed, can you give me an example without I'll, giving a spoiler? It seemed as though he had seen it before or he had done gotcha. what I did and read okay. the synopsis. All right. Just, just trying to get a and gauge of what How close were they sitting to you? They were, he was beside McKenzie. McKenzie did not know anything that was going to happen going into the film. And so, literally. The, sitting there spoiling the movie the entire Why time you guys of the say film. Something? Okay, so here's the thing. Because Mackenzie got so frustrated, she she leaned over and said, "Like, can I please say something to them?" The problem is, here you go. Uh, I'm not singling out middle-aged women. This just happens to be a middle-aged woman. But the problem is, what's worse than someone talking in a theater? Someone talking potentially to your kid? starting a verbal fight in a the theater and then having to stand up and walk out. So oh, unfortunately, see. the the lesser of the two evils was to just sit there and allow it to happen because what we risked was starting an altercation. You uh, can say it in a way that's not like super rude. You can be like, hey, please, like I haven't seen the movie. I can hear everything you're saying. Be quiet. Saying like, it in a non-rude way and someone accepting it in a non-rude way is not the same thing. And I, it, it's my personality. There are things that I'll be aggressive about, but... This, that, is, this just, is one of those things that I have like very little patience for, and I'm a very non-confrontational person. But like, I absolutely would have said something to that person, and like, if they're sitting that close, or if you, or I would have just gotten up and moved away because like that's not okay. So it was a full theater. There was no yeah. getting up and moving away. It was yeah. Full theater. Then I definitely would have said something. And um, and the, and to be fair, they're not the <laughs> only ones talking in there. They're just the ones right beside us. And unfortunately, if you are that, um, brazen ignorant brazen whatever because there's no way you've made it that far in your life and are unaware of movie theater etiquette right so this person is just an asshole yeah but if That's you like let them get away with it they're gonna keep doing it but i don't know that they're the people that i expect to respond in a healthy social way if they're socially so ignorant it, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's a catch 22. It, it really is. Yeah. And, and I understand, like, I'm in the same place. I am, I am less afraid of confrontation than both of you <laughs> combined. Yeah. I am less sure. afraid. Like, um, and I, and even I, in that situation, depending on who it is, would have trouble bringing that up because I don't want then to miss the next 10 minutes of the movie because of all of the awkwardness of, of whatever may transpire. If that person is already socially incapable of knowing what social etiquette is in a movie, there's no, there, there's no, they're a wild card. There's no telling how they'll respond to any sort of uh, interaction whatsoever. The part that, that went in my head, Patrick was someone, a, a middle-aged mom Someone trying to parent her child, I can totally see that going wrong immediately. Like, don't, you're not allowed to talk to my kid. What are you doing trying to tell them what to but do? You like, said he's 16. He's not a baby. Well, like, he, yeah, he's if not it was a baby. Eight year old, then yeah, you talk directly to the parent. But like, no, actually, genuinely, like, if we were dealing with teenagers or 20 somethings, um, really, I, I almost any age group I'm fine with talking directly. The fact that it was a mother-son dynamic and they were both exhibiting bad behavior, to me, made it like 
It, the, it was a less of a starter of like this is something I should create a confrontation. The sun, the sun. This is learned behavior. At least it's right. it's like what you were saying, Lauren. Right? Like if no one ever confronts them, then they'll never know that they need to change their behavior. That's true. But picking yeah. your battle as being the one to take that stand when you're in a movie, trying to in, in, uh, trying to appreciate the movie and to uh, you know be entertained by the movie, I can totally understand not wanting to say something in that scenario because oh yeah, no trust. I've been in this situation yeah. that's similar more than once, and like I always like wait until like the breaking point to say something right like, before okay, you want like to throw a fist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like there was when we saw midsummer there was a group of kids who clearly had snuck in because they were too young to get into an r-rated movie and then like were being complete jerks about it like they were getting up and moving around the theater they were making a lot of noise their phones were ringing like really Ugh. being just assholes that's sorry the, that's no the problem for it that's the problem yeah, with so, not going to a draft house because there's no expectation so, yeah. but Trevor stood up before I did it because like we were both just like about to burst and he was just like, I'm going to curse. Sorry. Shut the fuck up. And they, like, everybody else in the theater applauded and like they left. <laughs> Good. Uh, this yeah. is this is which they deserved utterly. This is why I I in at the draft house, there is a certain degree of of imbued confidence and authority given to you as the. The, the seat you're holder. deputized. I've been deputized. Yeah. And I would love. That just seems really annoying. Right. I, I love the idea of being able to raise a card and and everyone knows you've been warned. But in when you're in uh, when you're in the Wild West, which is literally any other movie chain <laughs> or theater chain, there's no, they like people go in there and it's like they have no problem dropping thirty dollars on movie tickets and then talking through the whole freaking thing and not paying yeah, attention. It's, it's, I, it's I, wild. I feel like yeah. movie etiquette has like disappeared after COVID because like the like the more movies that I go back to, like people are on their phones all the time. Yeah, not necessarily like talking like enough that like it was annoying, but I will like at least hear people when they're talking instead of like before. I think people would, you know, like if I want to say something in a movie to my friend, I will whisper. Right, you know. Yeah, not have not like, trying not to like talk over, volume. not trying to talk over the film. And I have noticed. Yeah, I will like lean over and say like, "Okay, this, what do you think of this?" Yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Like as quiet as I can. I have noticed that recently, there are a lot more people who have no problems taking their phone out and checking their texts, or sending a text, or checking an email, or checking the scores yeah. of the game. Like, and it's, it's, it's. It's mind-boggling to me. It's very frustrating to me. But maybe like it's we because we aren't going to draft house theaters. I That's mean, exactly what. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that never. Maybe that always was happening. But we have become oversensitized no, like, to it never, because we've. I only get to go to the draft house on special occasions, and so I'm a you know movie plebeian at the regular theater. Disgusting. And it used to be better than okay. before COVID. And and here's the thing too. Um. And by the way, it doesn't. I I I hate. It is what it is. But there's also a part of me in the back of my brain that's like. Um, any confrontation with anyone can go very sideways over nothing. Yeah. yeah. And so that's the other part of me that's like, is that really what I, what I want to add to my day today? But all of that that's said, fair. here's the other piece of this. Uh, they did play a, one of their commercial I wanted to mention, Santigo's play. They played it in their pre-roll and post-roll of the film. And it is one of the most passive aggressive things I've ever seen. And it starts <laughs> with a, a trash can. 
and it's like a slow panning in on a trash can, right? The slow push of a camera on a trash can. And, you know, the voice in the commercial says, have you ever wondered what this magical device is? And then it proceeds to tell people to like throw away their trash after oh the film. Gosh. Wow. It is the absolute, it's one of the most passive aggressive pieces of media I've ever seen from a company, by the way, like Santico's whole deal is how like 50% of everything you spend goes to like local charities. Like that's their whole thing is what a giving chain they are. And I just could not believe how aggressive this was in the theater. It was amazing. This must be like the number one pet peeve of that like theater yeah, chain owner. The, the director because like they don't run a tight ship. The director of the marketing, his parents used to be in sanitation. That's exactly what I mean. That's all that it yes. is. It's someone having a very specific. They've had a very specific situation happen that they are now taking out on you as the uh, the movie goer. <laughs> all right, last thing, last thing. Uh, to move off of that, uh, I did. I got a gift in the mail. It's my first and I think only Christmas gift I'm getting this year. Yeah, outside of what my mom oh, got what? me. Oh, yeah. what? Mackenzie and I aren't buying each other gifts because like, oh. and I we're actively stole items from yeah. your house last time I was there. So. Yeah, yeah, we, like we're adults, we get things when we want them. So I got a, I got a box in the mail. Um, I don't, I don't know who it's from, but we'll see. And inside of it, I just opened. There's this nice little metal tin. You're really with good at three play penguins acting, on it because you do it, know who it's from. Here's what's interesting: yeah. three penguins, three of us. Which one? Yeah. Which one do you think I am of these three? So one of them. Has which one looks the most paint. punk rock? There you go. Uh, Patrick, I'm going to say you're, you're on the left. Lauren is obviously the oh. bottom right because it's the tiniest <laughs> of them. Yeah. It's the tiniest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. And you like, like to it. see yourself as the top of the pyramid. Well, I like to see myself as the head of the snake for sure. <laughs> and what do we have here? In here, we have a little Chief burlap. Penguin. So this is a, this is a basket from Lauren. Uh, this is a gift yes. she sent. We have a little burlap bag. With uh, an amazing coin, um, this so, coin. I'll explain what those are. I got like for everybody in our D and D group because we've still continued our Neverland campaign with Kolb. I got everybody the these D and D like now. Um, what's the word like character? Class? Yeah, class. Yeah, character class pins. Yeah, and they are so freaking cool. This is so the good. artist is a. Uh, Dozy Demos, and I'll put a link in the bio. But yeah, Andrew, yours is like my favorite. One. I love it. So, so I'm I play as the rogue, and mine is a hooded, uh, yeah. skull faced figure with lots of daggers. It's amazing. Y'all have a lot more like almost like negative area. Yeah. Yeah. And then and mine's like a paladin, of so it's kind of like it's a sword, but it's also kind of like scales of justice. Wait, uh, I'm gonna bring you guys full screen. Show it again. Let me see yours, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. So mine is. The paladin. Oh, cool. Okay, I can see it now. There it goes. Oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is mine. And then, wait, let me make you full screen. Okay. Wait, focus, focus, focus. Be... Are those bowling Back. pins? What's at the bottom? Bowling? Yeah, what is that? The like, it does look like, like a, a oh, it's a paw. It's an animal paw. Yeah, okay. yeah, like a. <laughs> it looks. Flip it back around and look at so it. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I then, can see what you're talking about, but it is like a like oh, little a bear, bear paw. paw print. Yeah, yeah. And then like these cool like forest symbols and stuff. It's really cool. And then this is uh, Trevor's, the bard one. Oh, cool. He hasn't seen it yet. 
So they don't oh, all really have fun. the actual character on them. It just has the class. On Mine the back, just happens to have Yeah, and I got um, yeah. real, the one that I got for uh, Andrew Kolb is really cool. It's a Dungeon Master one. They have one for like almost everything. This is a really cool st- website that has a lot of really fun D&D stuff if you're into that. Uh, but I love these. I thought they were so I, cool. I don't want to offend you, Lauren, but yeah. I did think that these were your pins because the illustration uh, on here looks just like something you would do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that maybe is why I like them so much. But I, I really think their stuff is awesome. I joke did being expect that- it to say potatoes when I pulled it out, and it did not. <laughs> oh, you thought you were getting? Well, you did get another thing in there though. Hey, uh-huh. I got a raptor pin. Yeah. And what's interesting is this pin is famous. This was in our uh, all of our mailboxes not too long ago, and I mean email because Literally this past week. Yeah, it was. Was it HCG? Uh, uh, no, Gallery, Gallery 1988. Oh, nineteen eighty eight. G nineteen eighty eight. It was in their uh, they sound newsletter, and this was the graphic they used. But it's a uh, T Rex pin, and then outside of that, Velociraptor. Uh, it's a. It that's is what a, I meant. I meant Velociraptor. I thought my Velociraptor mom said the exact same T-Rex. thing. <laughs> Did she it, also say that she meant Velociraptor? Well, it, she saw the ad in the like gallery 1988 email, and she's like, "Your T Rex pin is in the shop." And I'm like, "What is she talking about?" Andrew, <laughs> Andrew's gonna understand what I'm about to say, but sometimes when you're talking on a podcast, your mouth moves faster than your brain, and it takes you a second oh, for your yeah. brain to realize what your mouth has just said. I um, have not yet experienced that, but I'll let you know when I do. The difference is Andrew's mouth just starts putting out like v- random vowels. I'll start putting together non sequiturs <laughs> um, <laughs> until I can catch up. <laughs> and then otherwise, it's a tin of cookies. Uh, are they butter yeah. cookies? It's a uh, mix. Chocolate chip cookie. It yeah. smells. It. You know when you get those. Uh, it, maybe it's the tin and and tin and sugar, but uh, which is a great band name. Yeah. But you know how when you get those blue tins of cookies or like your grandmother had them and they have like all the little individual packages, it smells identical to that. And I love that. Smell. I, I don't okay. want to I don't want to make you sad, Patrick, but don't I did get it. an additional item in my bag in my box. I got a was it a my favorite podcaster pin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it is a uh, I found these in are too perfect for you. A sheet and you will know exactly this will take you back to a time yeah. the second I show you Patrick. And I've been I took a picture already when I first got them cuz I'm excited about it. I'm, oh, I've been waiting to post it until after we talk about it on the podcast. This will take you back to a time. These are original glitter stickers. I don't know if I can get the glitter to show up. Where are they? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come like on. Holographic. They're Disney characters, though. They are. They're like the, like tiny little individual heads of characters. I can't get this shimmer to show, but they're glitter. And, oh, my gosh, I remember getting these stickers yeah. back in the 80s. And these That's are when they came from. I yeah. have like a big bag of stickers, and I found that in there. I'm like, well, I have to send these to Andrew. Another good idea for <laughs> conference. Another good idea for conference. Just had this, okay? Going back to elementary school now. We mm-hmm. used to have a little store we could purchase from. Yeah. And it's yeah. Like a little plastic box someone would open up and it had pencils and erasers and pens. We called it the treasure stickers. box. That was what it was called when I grew up. We should put together an M of one treasure box for conferences and just sell directly idea. out of the treasure box and just sell that type of stuff. That's not a bad idea That's at all. a very good idea, actually. Maybe we can try that out at, at Creative them. South this year. Maybe we can try that out at Creative South. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna and make that, one for pins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we should all have a uh, and it has to be the plastic box with the ridges and the little dimples in it. Yeah, the, pin, the pencil box. box. The pencil. Oh box. yeah, they they sell those at Michael's still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, 
Like yes. the exact one that you're like, I can picture exactly what you're talking about. The one where you <laughs> where you felt like, uh, and I don't know, maybe this is just me, but we'll find out. Yeah, you tell me. Tell I me. felt like I was a champion of like pristine accuracy because I would take my pencil, my graphite pencil, and just trace the inside of that like r- like radius rectangle on the yeah. top. And yeah, yeah. you would have that like perfect circle or that perfect line. And it was so satisfying. <laughs> I would take oh, my yeah. pencil and I would just circle all the little, the dots, yep. like the little dot the ridges. Dimples. Yep. I would just sit there oh, and yeah, circle absolutely. them. That's what I would do. Gosh, man. Good memories. That This was a nostalgic episode. I'm on us. a desk now. Okay. Yeah. What? Okay. That's all. Did y'all just sit on books? No. Oh, like, at to be your, taller, you mean? Yeah, at your desk. Did you ever sit on books? Like, uh, out of necessity, but not by choice. I think the problem is... <laughs> not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a kid doing it, and then I thought that's what you did. So I would sit on, like, two or three books just because I saw other people sitting on books. And then one day, hilarious. I realized... A, I don't need the books. Your and back B, was more, hurting because you had to more lean more comfortable over. without <laughs> the books. But I had been sitting on books the whole time because I saw other kids sitting on books. Do you think that's how you got so tall? Have we thought about that as an origin story for you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm to explore. You sat on so many books story? and you grew. Yeah, as an origin story for you. You're super. I, I, I imagine your super villain characteristic is that you're just tall. Uh, what happened is someone shoved a book up my ass and I've been permanently three inches taller. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. That's it for my week. Uh, Lauren, oh, what's gosh. been going on? Uh, so as you can tell, I'm a little bit hoarse because I went to a wedding this week. Uh, I've been getting ready for Christmas. and Andrew, can you do wedding. a horse sound real quick, please? Well, it would be a pony because it's a little horse. <laughs> <laughs> Basically my laugh right now. <laughs> they had little donkeys at the wedding. They were so cute. I am what? so tempted to make a horse noise, but I'm afraid that what I intend will not be what comes <laughs> out. <laughs> that was a good horse. Yeah, that Patrick, good. that was really good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you were so worried about. I feel about. the same way because I was like, I don't know if, I, like, when is the last time I made a horse sound? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I would have loved uh, for you so to do. So, congratulations to my friends, Yemna and Tyler. Their wedding was really nice and awesome. I obviously had a really good time. I feel like I crossed like an adult like achievement because I didn't take off my shoes the entire time. <laughs> Gross. How long was the wedding? I know. <laughs> Three weeks. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, it was all day, but, like, wearing high heels for an entire day is, like, torture to me. I so, don't wear like, high heels, and I still take off my shoes at weddings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, that seems like way too long to keep shoes on. Yeah, it was not fun. And I, I danced a lot, and so, like, at the end of the night, I took off my shoes, and there's, like, oh. Blood. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> gross. So gross. Just on one foot, though. I'm just but imagining, I, I like, a meaty stump. That's what, so when I went to, when we went to Disney last week or two weeks ago, my friend Jason, who went with me, he called them, uh, bloody nubs or bloody stumps, blood stumps. Yes. <laughs> by blood the stump. end, by the end of day two, he was calling them blood stumps or something like that. Some derivative of that. <laughs> yeah. My, my right ankle is, uh, not looking so great, but it was a very fun wedding and yeah. I danced a lot. So it was always fun. Uh, I have, I didn't get to do a lot of like you know, new stuff. Cause I've been trying to like get all my projects done and get all my Christmas shopping done and leave town in a couple of days. So just been a little bit busy. Uh, but when I have had free time, I've been playing breath of the wild again, uh, which is like a, not the, I guess it is still the latest Zelda game mm-hmm. technically. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Barely. like the only other new ones but have yes. been remasters of yeah. older games. Yeah. Um, and so I, the DLC was on sale for like $12 a couple weeks ago. So I just went and got it. And I've just been playing a little bit at a time whenever I, I have some free time. And it's kind of funny because like I started all over and I was really confident about that decision when I did it. And now I'm like, why did I do that? This game is so long. Yep. Like I could have at least had like two or three of the beasts beaten it, I think, of where I left off. But I didn't like remember how to play well enough. So I was like, I'm just going to get my ass kicked whenever I have to fight a Lionel or something. So I just like I figured I should start over. And like now that I've kind of gotten over the like initial hill of like, oh, you only have three hearts. I've been like doing much better. <laughs> So you have it's never like, actually beaten the game? Not the whole game, no. Oh. I, I actually got to like the very end and didn't beat Ganon, which is why I was like, I'm going to do it. I'll get wow. the DLC and it'll like motivate me to have like new stuff. Uh, did and you I ever beat all four playing. beasts? Yeah, I did beat all four beasts. I got oh, all the okay. shrines and I was like trying to get like all of the armor upgrades and Koroks and everything. And like sometime in that very long process, I never beat the last boss. <laughs> well, if you want to feel uh, sad, um, there is a guy that... Uh, posts on YouTube that he had taken out none of the beat. He was doing a speed run basically and mm -hmm. ends up beating Ganon with just like tree branches after taking down no beasts. He basically runs straight to the castle and beats him. So um, that would not be me. Yeah. I'm not that good at this game, but I, I do feel like playing it again. I know so many tricks from the first time I played that it does like speed it up quite a lot and like make things easier for sure. Cause I'm like, Oh, if you buy that very expensive armor right away, you're pretty much set. Like when I you finally, have that forever. When I finally realized how to like reflect lasers back using the shield. So once I uh, had the like the Hylian or Hylian shield or whatever, the yeah. Hyman shield, and then I could like reflect lasers back. I haven't had that shield in a so while. Easy at that point, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have not, I like, am not good at that at all. I literally like do anything to avoid guardian fights. I hate them. <laughs> oh yeah. Fair. Guardian fights are much more fun once you know how to reflect the, the lasers. Um, yeah, I don't have the good shield. Yet, if you want to hear a things. truly sad story, Cooper had just beaten the game or was just <laughs> getting ready to beat the game. And Patrick logged into our switch um, as his own account. And allegedly, <gasps> And del deleted Cooper's whole file, like his whole save file. Oh, because it only Allegedly. lets you have the one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but Don't. I, I would, I would probably think like you did, Patrick, that each user gets their own file. Each. Is that each. Yeah. Uh, however, it was he was we were transferring something. We were transferring something, and and Cooper's save file got lost in the transition, and oh. he was less than thrilled about that. I. I don't think he... That's tragic. I think he didn't want to talk to me for a little bit. It was for um, sure. We had to have a conversation about Patrick still is our friend. <laughs> yeah, it was a dark Even time Even though he for makes sure. mistakes. Yeah. Well, but what's great, Cooper will joke about it now. Like, yes. he'll joke about... Oh, that's good. That's oh, remember good. that time you blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Um, and then for, you know, Karma getting me back. So I did um, uh, finish the Ganon fight, but then went on. I was collecting all the... Um, I had finished um, the Terrytown... I was in the process of collecting all like the dark link armor and uh, something happened and I lost like three months in my save file. Like I went in one day to load from a point and I was missing like three months. And that's oh, when right. I said, all right, done with the game. And I sold my switch literally the next week. <laughs> Unfortunately, I also sold it the week before COVID started and then switch prices like ran up. Yes. <laughs> so, oh man. Well, it's like a month before, but, um, but yeah, that, uh, 
I really that was one of the that in um Odyssey were like the first two games I'd been hooked on since graduating from college. I really so super into them, but when I lost my save file, I just did not care anymore. I get that because I it's been like at least a year since I played the game. I probably a lot longer. I don't remember when it originally came out. So it's not like boring to replay it, but it is long, and I forgot like how long it is. Yeah. So. But it's it's a commitment. It's nice to like have a little thing to get to, uh, like during breaks, you know. Um, and then other than that, uh, little update on our drawing board. We are not going to be doing it tomorrow. Um, Doc has some personal stuff going on, so we're going to be rescheduling it for early January. We do not know exactly when yet, but probably the first week of January. As soon as we know, we will let y'all know. Yeah. Same topic and everything, same place. Uh, and we will probably be moving to Twitch as well. Yes. Um. That is the plan. Yeah. It just kind of depends on um, if Doc has time to test everything. So we will figure it out. It's probably and, good anyway because um, people are doing their last minute, their last minute Christmas shopping. Ain't nobody yeah. got time for that. So yeah, it seems like a good idea. Yeah, it's all good. No, no problems at all. We're just gonna have to reschedule it. And so uh, keep an eye out early January. We'll have that all set up for you guys and let you know what the new details are. I'm excited to do it whenever Doc breaks. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. And then I saw Spider-Man, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I don't know, we'll talk about we'll talk about Spider-Man. Um, all right, is it just me to finish this thing out? It's you. Okay, all so you. Uh, a couple things that I want to mention on the the conversation of the Switch. Uh, I have been playing a game that I purchased the other day. Uh, it is called Ruined King, and it is a League of Legends story. If you're not familiar with League of Legends, then join join me because I'm not I'm not familiar with League of Legends, except that I've watched the show Arcane. And I don't know if I've talked about Arcane on the show or not. I know I've talked to you guys about it, but I don't know if I've talked about it on the show. I think it was like during D&D. It may have been during D&D, but uh, Arcane is a really good show just as a, a a note. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I really, I'm saving it for a break. I really good. am excited for it. Uh, the, it is a I want to like just sit and watch it. Yes, not it's a League of Legends story. Uh, much like Arcane, or much like this game is, it's a League of Legends story. League of Legends is like a very popular, wildly popular game, and now they have, um, I don't know. I think it's, I think League of Legends proper is a lot like WoW. If I'm, I might be mistaken because I've never actually played it. I literally know nothing about League of sure. Legends except what a few characters look like because at conventions I've been like, oh, your costume looks really cool, but I'm not, I don't know what it's from. And I'll ask, and it's almost always League of Legends. League of Legends. So, uh, just to, I, and by the way, I see it abbreviated as LOL all the time, but it is, um, I've never played League. My understanding is it's not like WoW. WoW is a MMORPG. It's this big open world environment. And then you also have like a, a, this kind of dungeon crawling element. Yes. You also have PvP element. League of Le Legends, I believe, would be like only having that PvP element. So I think it's like arena skirmishes type thing. Okay. Um, I was told it's like uh, soccer meets um, Overwatch or something like <laughs> Is how someone described it. Is to that me. the same game? All right. Well, either way, I don't know. None of us have enough information about it to really yeah. be able to speak. But I will say this: they are now. It has gotten so large. They are now doing all of these offshoots, and there are, uh, you know, blank a League of Legends story, and they're doing full games and full, um, you know, TV shows and different things as out of this universe. So it's it's getting quite large. Um, so I bought this game. Uh, it's on the Switch. 
It is 30 bucks on the Switch, and it is a dungeon crawler um, turn-based RPG, which I'm not usually a fan of turn-based, uh, but it has a very, very nice feel. The illustration style, there's three different illustration styles. One of them is very comic book graphic novel-y, um, and then one of them is a lot more... Uh, actually, it looks a lot like um, Dice... Four, not Dice Forge, Dice Throne. Dice Throne. Um, it looks a lot like that. And then the third one, it looks just like um, like Diablo 3. Right? So it's got that like really rich, these really rich worlds that you're that you're running through. Uh it's a really yeah. cool game. The the game um centers you're you're collecting a team that is going to to do this. They're going to fight this dark, you know king this dark mist um and you're you're recruiting members of the team as you go um and you're you know you're leveling up you're you're finding items those items will give you you know perks and buffs and various things as you play the game you can increase different abilities you can take different tracks um of of your abilities you can you can kind of choose one or two different ways to outfit your character not just physically but also with their uh like what they're capable of doing um, it's, it's really fun. The story is actually really rich. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty, pretty low on like, it's not so, it's not like, um, it's not like Zelda. It's not like breath of the wild where you're going to have, where you're going to have hundreds of hours in this game. Um, it's a shorter playthrough. That being said, I'm about 34% of the way through the storyline and I've had it for about a week almost now. Um, I've been playing it a decent amount in the evenings, uh, but it's really fun. So I would, the art style alone, yeah, the art style alone is, is worth the price of admission. It is, it is a beautiful game. The writing is really good. The, the, uh, the character actors are really good. Um, I would recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Let me, uh, I'm going to help you out real quick with uh, League of Legends. Just want to throw this in there. It is a, a MOBA, which is a multiplayer online battle arena. And in League, you have... It, by the way, it reminds me a bit of Apex Legends if you played that. I, I haven't, I, I've actually watched some Apex gameplay because there was a bit of time where Warzone players were like dipping into Apex because they were very frustrated at the state of the game. Cooper but, loves Apex. I've seen a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, there's uh, two teams of five. They're in an arena over the course of the game. They're kind of like uh, leveling up perks and abilities and things like that. And ultimately, the goal is to destroy this... Um, I think it's called the Nexus. It's this guarded point on the other team's portion of the map. So that's what it is. It's that's that's what okay. League is. It seems like it's very popular in so I, I pulled up some of the, the top streamer earnings. I'm always very fascinated in that. Uh the top yeah. earner in League has made one point two million dollars just on prize money. So that doesn't include any other sponsorships or whatever. That's crazy. Uh, but that's crazy. all of the all of the top earners uh in the game are um uh looks like China, Japan uh, that area. I don't see any uh, American streamers in the top 100. Um, yeah. Where, whereas, like, well, whereas, like, the games, like something like Warzone, you would see primarily like uh, American, European, uh, Canadian, etc. So that may be the reason that we haven't had uh, very much exposure to it, since we're not avid gamers, and also yeah. uh, maybe it's not as big as in our culture. Yeah, but these the they're doing. They have a couple of other games as well, puzzle games and uh like beat like rhythm games that are also out yeah. so they're doing like what you have what you have mentioned patrick with movies like you like what you said with 
Star Wars and with Marvel, right? Like having dipping into different genres as opposed to staying in your lane. They're doing that with League of Legends. So there's like a rhythm game that's out right now that uses characters and settings that you would know if you're familiar with League of Legends universe. Right. Um, but they use it in a very unique game style. And so uh, I'm really interested to see what they what they do with it. And I, like I said, the show is phenomenal. Season two has already been announced and teased out. And so, um, man, anyway, final thing I want to say, Neil Patrick Harris. I'm a fan of this, this man. Um, I've talked before about his work with box one and I've talked before about his work with theory 11. He has recently come out with something that I subscribed to right when it launched, because I am tied in with all the Neil Patrick Harris, like, emails he sends me personal emails i don't know i'm you know just saying uh. um because they always say andrew at the top so i assume he's addressing them personally yeah. um and but the, we're on issue 11 uh but this happened when i was during when it was during my little hiatus from the show and so i never got a chance to talk about it uh, until i believe it was Mavtrav this week popped in and said andrew you should check this out this seems like it's up your alley and i'm like oh yeah i've yeah, I'm fully aware of what that is and excited about it. It's called Wondercade. Wondercade is a weekly dispatch on the culture of curiosity. And it's like a digital newspaper, like a like a newsletter type thing. And I say that like I understand that newsletters are a thing, like e-newsletters are a thing, but this is intended to actually look like a like a uh screen printed old school newspaper in this like really kind of vintage style. Um, and all it is, is essentially, uh, I've heard him describe okay. it as the, the gentleman's goop, right? So like, you know, with, a, with, with <laughs> what, with what Gwyneth, but he's, okay, so funny. specifically he said, it's like a gentleman's goop, but less viscous. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was how he described it. To Jimmy Kimmel. Oh my God. Um, That's good. But That's good. Uh, it's Neil Patrick Harris kind of doing a curated newsletter showing you some uh, some of his favorite wares and curiosities and events and uh, experiences from all around the corners of the internet and the world um, consolidated into these little issues. Um, it's really, really neat. Like there's, there's, like I said, we're only on issue 11. They're a monthly thing, I think, or like every several weeks kind of deal. Um, they're really well put together. And if you're, if you're into kind of finding and discovering new things, which I, I love that. I love that's I, my, the discover feature is probably my favorite thing on Instagram, right? Like that little, oh, yeah. just stumbling across new artists, new events, new, um, topics and things, uh, this is very much like that. And it's very well designed. It's a really, really cool idea. And if you if you like Neil Patrick Harris, the whole thing is written in his in his I don't know, vibe. The written in his like sure. in his voice. Whether it's actually yeah. him writing it or not, who knows? But it feels like it's him writing it because it totally sounds like Barney. Um, if you're familiar with yeah, um, how I met your mother, that's just how you picture it in your head. Exactly. I imagine he's wearing yeah. a suit, typing this on an old timey typewriter, and then yes. he's handing it to the digital people and they're making it digitized. Like that's what it feels yes. like when I read about it. Very well done. Um, right now you can just go sign up. It's a free newsletter. There's no, there's no cost to subscription for this. I would recommend oh. jumping onto it. Um, and, uh, you can find a link to it in the show notes, but again, it's called, Wondercade. Super fun. All right. 
I think that's going to be it for Around the Table. Up next, we're going to talk about our categories. The Master Category section each week is when we talk about the dice we rolled the week before. Those dice pick our categories. We pick our topics based on those categories, and we're going to keep that gravy train rolling. Patrick, tell us about what you had this week. Food. Present food. And instead of telling you what I had for dinner, which might be boring, I'm going to tell you how I figured out what to have for dinner, which is probably way more exciting. But also, I've been on this kick with Sorted Food lately. It's a YouTube channel. Uh, they do a lot of cool different types of content. They've been around for a while. This isn't like something new that's popped up. I mean, they've been making videos for the better part of a decade. Um, you know, it's it's three or four friends. Some are chefs. Some aren't. And uh, so they try to bring you both perspectives to the food they do, which means sometimes they do things that are very technical. Sometimes it's meant to be very educational. Sometimes it's meant to highlight, uh, you know, common misconceptions or common problems. Uh, but then they also like to show you how you can uh, apply the things that you see into your weekly um, grocery pickup. And so with that, Sorted Food has something they call the Meal Packs app. And if you're interested in it, you can go to sorted.club to find more uh, information about it. But basically, every week, you're given a um, set of recipes. And by the way, even though the YouTube videos, you only see three or four guys that are doing everything, they have a whole team of people. I mean, it's, uh, it's fully a team, uh, including professional chefs that actually put these recipes together. But when you open nice. the app for the week, you'll see, let's say, six different choices. Three of them will have uh, be vegetarian. Three of them will be, you know, meat, fish, etc. Each of those packs can have anywhere from two to four meals in it. And you choose your pack for the week. So you don't get access to all of them. You, you're, you're building a library. So every week you get to pick a pack. And then the next week you get to pick a different pack. Um, and maybe some of those old recipes work their way back in. Or oh, cool. maybe you see new ones. But over time, the ones you choose kind of go into your library. So the longer that you're paying the subscription, right? Because it does cost money. Mm -hmm. The more yeah. recipes that you're earning while you do it. Okay. Um, and this is probably the coolest part. Um, other than the fact you don't have to wait through all the BS that is looking at recipes online. Uh, they're great recipes. But they're so easy to use. So if you pick a pack, so let's say that you pick a pack that has uh, pickled peppers. If you pick a meal pack that has uh, three recipes and you select it, then you can pull up a shopping list. And that shopping list gives you the ingredients that you need to buy for all the recipes combined. It does not tell you. Oh, that is nice. So you can pull up the individual list per recipe or you can just pull up the shopping list for the three meals combined. You go out, obviously, and purchase them. When you get to the recipe itself, it'll tell you these are the ingredients you need. And it will also tell you this is the kitchen equipment you're going to need to make this. So, uh, And they purposely try to limit the number of dishes you get dirty with a meal because they understand you're trying to cook during the week. So all the recipes try to stay 30 minutes or less. They all try to limit dishes to just five or six dishes. They don't want you to have to like go through a bunch of stuff to do it. And they all try to share ingredients and use the leftovers from each recipe. So that's their other big thing. Oh, that's nice. Is that if you buy an onion and one recipe only needs half an onion, they make sure that there's another recipe that uses the other half of that onion. So at the end of the week, all of your ingredients are used fully. That's and the other big thing. Everyone has onions in it. Everybody, Always. everything. It's only onions. <laughs> um, now, in addition to, and this is the great thing if you're trying to get into cooking. So, um, um, 
in addition to giving you the shopping list for for the week, they also in their app have like a general shopping list of you should always have this on hand. Like I remember when I got married. Ah, nice. And I was going to start cooking for the first time. The first time you go to the grocery store, like, what do you buy? Like, yeah. do I need a bag of flour? Do I do I need yes. a, like, I, I don't know the things to get. And so they have a pre-curated, like, these are the items set. you should always have on hand. Yeah. And this is the quantity of each item, like, you need to always have on hand. So that you is have, smart. It's awesome. So you have that list. You have your list for the actual recipe. Once you start cooking the recipe, it's broken down into steps. Every step has an audio recording of someone telling you the steps, so you can play the audio recording if you want to, or you can read it. That's fine. Any time in the recipe you encounter something that, for instance, needs a timer, the timer is built into the app. So you just start the timer directly from the sorted app. When the timer is done, it alerts you. So there's you don't need any additional apps on your phone. You don't need to like remember those types of things. They have conversions. So this is a a um uh like um a British operation, but don't worry. It's fine. You don't have to do everything in metric. They have all the proper conversions as well. It does make some for some funny instances um, with how exact some of the measurements feel because of the conversion, but still it's, it's, um, it's very, very good. The food that we've had. So McKinsey and I have just started doing this. The food has been absolutely awesome. We've been very, nice. very impressed by the food itself. Um, And what's cool, periodically, if you follow their YouTube channel, again, they have a lot of different um, styles of videos, but periodically um, they will have videos that show them making meal pack recipes. And so if you want to see the video that goes along with some of the recipes you, you, you will be making, you can in some instances. It's not for every meal, but it does work sometimes. But um, yeah, so if, if you're someone that likes uh, cooking, these are really awesome recipes, and because it's with a, a British perspective, frankly, it's a lot of recipes that aren't like mental go-tos for us. Yeah. Yeah. The other piece of that is if you have not cooked before or you want to get into cooking for the first time, this is an amazing way to do it because they explain the essentials. They explain how to shop so that way you're low waste. They give you things that are very healthy. Even on the, the non-vegetarian dishes, they're still very big about the amount of vegetables that you're giving, uh, getting and things like that, the, the health of the meal itself. This is an, and everything is so simplified that you can make some incredibly good stuff and you don't need to be an expert by any means to do this. So I cannot recommend yeah. this uh, anymore. It is five pounds a month. Um, so the conversion for, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's going to be like six and a half bucks or, or, or whatever it is. For, it took me a minute to figure out you meant like British pounds. Cause I was like, uh, I thought you said that they only send you the list and the recipes. Like, yeah, <laughs> they send them carved into wood. <laughs> so they, yes. yeah, they send you these tablets. So it <laughs> it, it, it does cost money. Um, I I want to say that I I believe it's um uh I believe it's, dollars. I'm sorry, five. I I think it's five. I said, yeah, it's pounds. Pounds is great. I always get pounds and like euros and stuff mixed up. But we're gonna go with mm. we're gonna go with pounds. Um, and so say it's, it's, it's not like, very expensive. We'll just say that it's six and a half bucks, seven bucks, whatever it is. That's what it's going to cost. But you're going to be getting anywhere from 10 to 14 recipes per month. You get to keep those recipes. And so those are going to keep growing. And they're very, very high quality recipes. This isn't someone that has just a WordPress blog online that posted something. And for whatever reason, it got picked up in the top of the SEO. 
This is curated. There are chefs involved. It's awesome stuff. And then you can actually give feedback on recipes. And oh, over nice. time, they'll also release variants based on feedback of people that are actually cooking those recipes, which is really, really cool. So uh, I can't okay. recommend it enough. It's sorta.club. But also, if you just want to check out the people or at least some of the personalities behind it, go to uh, Sorted Food on YouTube and watch their stuff there. But very, very cool. Awesome. Okay. All right. Lauren, we'll just we'll just keep the circle nice and beautiful. Sounds good. Um, so I'm going to talk about I got podcasts and YouTube last week, and I'm going to talk about one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Radio Lab. And I kind of just came back to my mind because uh, we were listening to this uh, on our road trip on the way back from the wedding, and like I feel like this is such a good road trip podcast in general because like it is very like thought provoking and usually like sparks good conversation while you're in the car and kind of brings up weird topics that you didn't know you'd be interested in. And so I feel like it appeals to like a lot of people. Usually I would say like kids can listen to it if they're not like too young. Cause it's a bit philosophical. Like, I don't think if they're very young, it would be interesting to them, but like the, what they're talking about is fine, you know? And if they do talk about something that's more adult, they usually give like detailed warnings at the top. Cause like they have talked about like, war and stuff which is not really like super kid friendly um but it's it's really cool so it's it's kind of like hard to describe but like if you have listened to this american life i'd say like that's kind of a similar vibe um it it's like uh each episode kind of has like a different topic and sometimes it's kind of like a very specific story that they're telling or it'll be like kind of thoughts around like one idea and kind of different stories that like think of like you know give different impressions about that idea and stuff and so i'll kind of i'll steal the um you know like about me section that they have on their website uh so it says radio lab is a curiosity bender we ask deep questions and use investigative journalism to get the answers a given episode might whirl you through science legal history and into the home of someone halfway across the world the show is known for innovative sound design smashing information into music. It is it is hosted by Dad Upamrad, Lulu Miller and Latif Nas. And I I've literally listened to this podcast for years and they do a lot of like updates on old episodes now and like even that is fun to like re-listen because the stuff that they're bringing up is really like weird and it will be like these like deep scientific things and like sometimes I will read the description yeah. and I'm like I don't really care about mantis shrimp. And then by the end of the episode, I'm like, did you know about mantis shrimp? They're really, really cool. You guys like, and I'll know all these like weird facts. They can see stuff. like uh, 200 colors and we can only see like nine. Yeah. And they can like make a pinch underwater that has like more pressure that like, it has like tons of pressure that it can produce. Like it's really weird, even though it's this like tiny little baby shrimp that lives in the ocean. It can basically <laughs> like punch through your shoe into your skin. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it's just like a freak of nature. And so it'll talk about like, why is this shrimp so weird? Um, or like some of the episodes that we listened to in the car were like, um, it was about endangered butterflies that only live on a military base and most specifically in their like bombing ground. So the like poor naturalist guy who's like hired by the government, you know, to be like, come save these butterflies on this military base can't even like go to their habitat for a while and so like there's all these interesting complications and there's even like butterfly poachers that come into this story eventually <laughs> so like i thought it's like very like you think that it's maybe not gonna be something that like sounds interesting but they always they don't bring up a story that isn't interesting like i've never listened to an episode that was like 
oh, what are they, this, why did I bother listening to this? Like, it always brings up something new that to learn and something to think about. You know, and there's, so Radiolab, uh, and actually This American Life, I think my favorite podcast episode that I've heard of all time is actually a This American Life episode. Oh, yeah, um, that's called, another one I love, too. It's called Doppelgangers. Really great. You should check it out. But um, Radiolab, um, I so appreciate the level of production, and it's one of the things yeah. that there's still almost nobody touches them on. I don't know why that is in the podcast sphere. I mean, certainly there are a lot of really good content creators in the podcast sphere, and there are some shows that you expect to have really high production, like maybe a show like uh, Serial or something like that. But even those shows, I still don't think hit the level like the the, the integration of sound and music and foley yeah. and um, the way things are woven together. It's just such a next level listening experience. I mean, there, I I genuinely don't think I can think of another show that does things at the highest level that Radiolab does things at. Yeah, it's great and like. I feel like they're like their journalism is like at that level as well. Like they really have researched this and talked to every person you could talk to that is like the best expert in that topic. And they will even find like, oh, what does your brother know about it sometimes? And like what they know is also interesting. Like I, I feel like they always really like bring different perspectives and make me think about things that I've never thought about before. So it's always like a really cool podcast and like I, I kind of like just like fell off listening to it for a while and then we were in the car and now I've listened to like six episodes since then and I just like really enjoyed catching up and like especially since there was a lot of episodes where they like caught up with people that like told a story in an earlier episode and it was like fascinating to hear the catch ups like um, the one that stands out the most was they had um, it was this woman who was like bitten by a tick and then uh, acquired this like meat allergy. And the original story was just about this, like this story of like people getting bitten by ticks and then then getting this allergy to red meat. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick's making me laugh. Um, but uh, so it, this whole thing is like uh, now like something widely recognized by science, this like allergy and like this this correlation with the tick bites and everything. It's called Alpha Gal if you want to look it up. But this woman who kind of was their their narrator, like this an example of someone that this happened to that was like telling her story about it. Someone heard her story on Radiolab, this like scientist who is genetically creating pigs to um, help to see if they could make organs in pigs that they could transplant into humans. But the knowing that there's this protein that some people have an allergy to, they genetically engineered the pigs to not have that. So now people who have this weird okay. allergy can actually eat these yeah. pigs. Hope you like bacon. But they made it because they heard the show, yeah, which is like wild. crazy. That's and wild. they even yeah. named the pig after this <laughs> <Yeah>. lady. <laughs> I don't know how flattering that would be. She was not exactly totally excited about this whole story because she's like, oh, this happened to be so long ago and I don't eat meat anymore. So I can't even like imagine eating this. I feel bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's it's just like a cool story. And like, it's honestly like her take on like her response to them doing this was so much more interesting than like what i expected because she like was not totally excited about it at all so i thought like i was like oh why why would you not be they did this for you you don't even think that's cool and she's like no not at all amazing <laughs> my my issue so i i like radio lab i've listened to a few episodes of it it is like in terms of quality it's very well done the journalism is really well done production value all of that my beef with it is, and, and this was my issue back when I think you first told me about Radio Lab, Patrick, years and years ago. 
their branding is terrible and they they haven't I'll, I'll, ever done anything to up to update it and it seems like they've got crazy they've got crazy talented people behind you know behind the scenes somebody in the very least could enlist their graphic designer friend to help them out and it's like like that's it it boggles my mind and that turns me off from wanting to see it because they because the design is actually very poor compared to the quality of the rest of the show does that make sense there's like yeah, a there's a, dis- there, there's a their logo is not exactly like the prettiest thing I've ever seen, yeah. but like especially as like an audio uh, listening experience, I don't think about it as much. But you know, it, it does stand out in your like feed because it's like all white, but it's just like a not a it looks like a very old logo. Yeah, it just looks like they haven't updated it since 2004. Like that's what it feels like. Like yeah, even yeah. with the, even with the color palette, like their proper logo with like the multi tones of blue. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it. It's, it's listen doesn't strike a chord for me real quick designer designer people that i'm talking to look at the inner circle of blue mm-hmm. what what company logo is that or did it used to be the inner circle of blue the radio like, shack logo no no no. Th- think about it oh. that, that blue that letter oh, that the inset, blue. Oh. oh like facebook it's absolutely oh. it's absolutely facebook 100 percent. even yeah. the blue has got to be close yeah. I mean, it's the the blue for Facebook is more like. Well, Facebook doesn't exist anymore. So the more blue like for a Facebook, reddish blue. This is more of a like purpley blue, but yeah. To be clear, Facebook does still exist. Facebook is owned by yeah. me, by by Meta. <laughs> so no, it's Facebook gone. still exists. Um, yeah. So I yeah, Radio Lab is a good one. That's yeah. a it for anyone. And who's, I think like especially if you're on a road trip, it's really great. Yeah, it's and it's a good way if you are into collecting uh a like a cornucopia of different pieces of information it is a great stop yeah. for that another one uh, that's on that same vein not nearly as high a production value though it's not it's not it's not shabby by any stretch of the imagination is a uh, cabinet of curiosities by Aaron Mankey um if you're into like really it, like unique stories and and really good storytelling um cabinet of curiosities is great because every episode is something different and you don't really even know what you're getting until you're like halfway through the episode which is pretty cool but yeah i i love radio lab definitely check it out if you uh have some downtime during your christmas break and you want to learn something new all right let's uh let's round the bases here and head into the home stretch with uh spider-man no way home i got movies never heard of it and present uh and so naturally that's what we're going to be talking about um the uh spider-man series let's see before we jump into this let's set some ground rules we are not going to talk about spoilers we can't why we can't talk about spoilers we can't. It's we can't so. We give a warning. It, that's true, but it's so fresh, and it is hard to get tickets to right now. That I'm afraid. I don't want to be the reason why somebody got something spoiled. I wanna. I wanna affirm this decision because I was gonna recommend this because it's been so hard to get to because we're just past the first weekend and because there's a lot of people that would specifically save it for their Christmas break. Yes. 
I, th I think we need to, we either, we, we could do a standalone. It's going to be very short talk, I think. Then. We could do a, <laughs> a standalone recording if we want to do full spoilers, but I wouldn't put it in this episode. God forbid someone fast forward exactly. because they find Radiolab boring and land on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's exactly, that's exactly my point. So maybe we can do a full spoiler rich episode, but I, I, since this is my category, I'm making the uh, executive decision and saying no spoilers. <laughs> Um, as much as I am really excited to talk about these things. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, I'm just like, I don't know what we're going to talk about then because the trailer shows about 20 minutes of the whole movie. Exactly. So this isn't going to be a terribly long thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just tell you my my thoughts on the film. Uh, and I want to hear your thoughts on the film. And then we're going to give it a rating. And uh, then we will uh, we'll, we'll get out of this episode. Spider-Man No Way Home is the culmination of this, you know, the Tom Holland trilogy of Spider-Man. Um, although something that he got that other previous Spider-Mans <laughs> didn't get uh, ahead of time is his appearance in other films. So we talk a lot about yeah. him having like a trilogy and like um, Tobey Maguire had a trilogy and Andrew Garfield had a, a sequel, right? He had two. Um, I think the trilogy was intended, but yes. unfortunately yeah. it didn't pan out. It didn't work out. Um, but but Tom Holland, we're not looking at like a trilogy for him. We're looking at like a dynasty because he's been involved in mm. four, three other films, three or four other films. Three, other, three Avengers movies. Right, like. exactly. So he's been involved in those. So uh, he's he and for a lot of kids, for a lot of you know, our listeners, kids, he is the Spider-Man that they grew up with in a lot of ways, which is crazy to think about. Um, but this is the, this is the third in, uh, what was originally, uh, touted to be the final in Tom Holland's Spider-Man journey. Although as of record date, we know Tom Holland has signed on for three more Spider-Men. Um, and so where, Good. where the story goes, you know, no one knows just yet. Um, but I will say that uh, from an anticipation level, this is probably the most anticipated movie to be released since Endgame. Would you guys argue that? Yeah, I think pretty close. Like, I, I felt like coming out of the theater, like equal, like hype level to like, you know, that or like Civil War, you know, mm -hmm. it was like, this is a, this really was like, I don't want to, uh, uh, sorry, if I can't say what I was going to say. Um <laughs> I love it. It, that, is, like, it is like a culmination of many yeah. things. Yeah. Lauren's like, trying not to have like a total Tourette's moment right now. I, know. I just completely spoiled it's the film. It's really hard because yeah, I'll tell you what I was going to say later. Yeah. No, so it, it's it, is, it is hard though. Yeah. I, I agree with the level of hype, but is it because of the franchise or is it because the lack of anything else? I mean, it, it, again, if we think about Shang-Chi, Eternals, um, Black Widow, like none of those have been this level of hype it almost feels a little bit like uh what's it competing with well, within this genre of film because those don't feel like competition to me the tv shows honestly have been keeping have pace been the, and have been outshining yeah. most of those except for black widow i'd say i think what it i i don't i don't necessarily fully agree with you but i also don't think you're fully wrong uh the movie living on its own despite the fact that we have I think we've just had a couple of duds from Marvel, in my opinion, right? Shang-Chi was fine. Oh. It wasn't wasn't amazing. And Eternals was just a bore fest, in my, in my opinion. Um, I need to see that one still. 
I can't believe you haven't seen it. That that is indicative of how busy timing. you are, right? If you yeah, haven't seen that movie, because it is like right up your alley. And I remember what I was going to say. Now it's not. I don't think any of those movies even pretended to be as ambitious as this movie shows you it is in the trailer. Like, sure, this is a big movie. Yeah, it, it's that, an event. And that's like, my yeah. That's my other piece to it. Is this movie created mystique? This movie created around it its own hype train. That stands well, alone besides what other things are happening elsewhere in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, like the theaters were packed like I haven't seen in years and years, for starters. And then like every theater, like the actual screens were all devoted to Spider-Man. Almost yes. no other movies were sh being shown in the 24 screen theater right. that we have in our city. And it's like, I think people just don't want to get spoiled, you know, like, yeah. which is why we're doing it this way it's like you gotta know you gotta be there you gotta know yeah so, and it's not on disney plus like everything else was so it is like you have to get out of your house and go see this movie as fast as you can and they really build that hype of that idea very specifically the marketing behind it has has worked i will say the marketing behind oh, it has yeah worked. end game uh, uh spider-man no way home has come in second place only to end game in terms of weekend box office uh earnings uh, and oh, so they've just smashed it. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how how much I mean, it's like multiples more than these last Marvel showings, like multiples more. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I've I've pulled up. Um, this can also be part of it, too. I pulled up the airport scene from the Avengers fight where the Avengers fight each other. Right. Because mm -hmm. I wanted to remember who all, who all was involved <laughs> in that fight. And 70% um, of the people involved in that fight are done. We're not yeah. going to get any more content. Maybe we'll get a cameo here or there, but they're like not signed on to do any more films. Right. Outside of that, um, we, we, we've just had um, uh, the latest um, TV show around the Winter Soldier. Uh, what is yeah. that called? What, uh, Falcon and Falcon Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. <laughs> we've just had Falcon and Winter Soldier. We've just had WandaVision. Uh, because uh, she's there, and then also Vision is there. And Hawkeye. And, I mean, and, well, and then, like, Hawkeye and, you know, like, all of these are literally setting up the next generation of these characters. Like, we're getting Ironheart, the next Captain America, yeah. the next Hawkeye. Hawkeye, like but Hawkeye, obviously, his, his we've just had his TV show. So if we, uh, if we look at the people that are, like, still active that haven't had a series um, in the last however many months, it only really leaves Spider-Man and Ant-Man. Like yeah. that, that's the only two Which people are that are the leaves. next like the next on the two. list. Like yeah. Ant-Man is is right behind Doctor Strange or no, is that is it It's Star, before Thor it's, and then Ant-Man, I don't remember anymore. But the I point is I, I guess it makes Thor. I guess it does make the argument that like we don't have the social like capital with the Eternals. Like, no, we don't. we don't. Yeah, there's and there's not well, been a build up I, to it either. Like that and we talked about I think about it's that. also that like you pointed out, like Spider-Man has this dynasty and like not even if you don't know Marvel Spider-Man, there's been lots of Spider-Man around Spider for a long people. time to be Sp a fan yeah. of. Yes. Like, yeah, this is, is a what good this time. Whole movie is using to its advantage. It's a good time <laughs> to be alive if you're a Spider-Man person. It's a good time to be alive if you're a Star Wars person. Right. Like, do you the, know how old yeah. the Spider-Man is? Uh, 19, like, like when he was a. Like he was a teenager. No, no, uh, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If if I if we go back to the first uh, kind of like Spider uh, modern Spider-Man film, so Tobey Maguire film Toby one. Maguire. Do you remember when that came out? It was like I think he's like 50s. Like 
it's like 2000. I want to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 2000, 2002. 2005. 2002. Okay. Andrew is actually dead on 2002, but ah, nice. it is old enough that in the original marketing for the film, Spider-Man had a web strung between the twin towers. Yes. Wow. I should have known because of that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I remember Jeez. that. So, so that, I mean, we're talking about uh, uh, 20 years. I saw, you know, it's funny because I thought I watched all these films in high school. And what I'm realizing is that the first film came out when I was in middle school. Yeah. And then it was Spider-Man 2 I would have seen, I think, at the beginning of high school. And then, of, of course, like Spider-Man 3. Um, but I saw but it right me, when I was graduating from high school. Yeah. When I think yeah, Spider-Man, I that's, that's what I think of in my mind is I, I initially think of Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, so to answer your question, circling back the movie, yes, I think it helps. It helps with the payoff of your expectations, but the hype of the movie has been generated and has been generating on its own volition outside of the MCU for honestly for years now. So I, I think it it stands alone as its own thing. And with that being said, all I want to do now is talk about whether or not we feel like it met those expectations. I will start with you, Lauren, and then Patrick, and then I'll say my thoughts. I would say absolutely yes. And even blasted some of my expectations away because I was concerned about a lot of things going into this movie, Mm -hmm. just in the sense of like, think about Spider-Man 3, the original one. They had three villains and they couldn't handle it. And that's part of what made that movie so bad. And like, I did not want this to be that, but they, you know, like they're setting up, you know, at least five that they had in the trailer. Right. And so it's like, and you know, like there's, there's some kind of issue with Doctor Strange. There's all this stuff going on. It's like, this is a lot. And you can tell that just from, you know, go before you went in and it, I can't believe how well they pulled it off. Like, yeah. and the, it just made me like so happy coming out of the movie. Cause like I laughed, I cried, I like cheered. Like I haven't been in a movie where like everybody's cheering at stuff in so long. And yeah. that was so much fun. The last time that it happened for me was in Endgame when, yeah. uh, when he I said on your left, too. the second he said on yep. your left, <laughs> oh my gosh. that's the moment where you get the chills and everyone's fist bumping and everyone's cheering. That was the last time I had that experience in a theater, and it was nice to have that again. On your topic before you say your piece, Patrick, um, uh, you said the thing about, um, you know, wondering if there's going to be too much going on. I felt the same thing going into it, wondering if Spider-Man's story was going to become a B story in what, you know, was, you know, an otherwise titled a Spider-Man story. I was very concerned about that because... Are they trying to do too much? And uh, yes, yeah, so I had those same concerns going in. All right, what do you think, Patrick? Uh, I I don't know that I have a ton of confidence for Sony necessarily. So going into the film, um, that's I'm, another piece too. I'm excited for the film, and uh, I'm sure I have a lot. I had a lot of the same questions or curiosities that people going to have, like, will, will we get to see this? Will this get brought up? What, what'll, and I think we all have an idea that there's, um, a, a big kind of fan service element to the film because mm-hmm. the film does have history, but, but none of us know what it is. Right. And, um, so I was very excited and early reviews have been incredibly strong actually watching it. Um, I, 
I actually I struggled with a bit of the setup in the um in kind of the 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 first part like uh it's it's the piece we've seen in the trailer like you know how everything kind of like goes wrong in the first bit I I struggled with the events that led to that setup I kind of I struggled with some of people's motivations or or reactions within that um it, it was honestly a pretty slow movie to me in my opinion for the first half like I I I wasn't just hooked immediately upon sitting down and, and um you know the the kind of intro you know credits yeah. rolling yeah. didn't yeah. just like you know it, I know it spider senses tingle yeah. it unfortunately <laughs> didn't I will say in the first like um there is a line that happens in the film um and I'll t- I'll tell you the line when it's after but it, it was a callback to an older one and it's a line that has always bugged me and I felt like they fixed it. And it's a callback to an older film. And that was the first part that I went like, oh, maybe there's people my age involved with this film. Right. Uh, I, and so that kind of gave me like a piece of hope of what was, you know, potentially going to happen. Uh, the the last 40 minutes or whatever the film, 30 minutes of the film were very, very strong to me. I mean, th- that was the best part of me that's when I started like feeling all these highs and lows of emotion of like getting like super excited and like crying and like doing all these terrible things. I was honestly like, like pretty, uh, it's a good thing. I don't wear mascara. It would have like been pretty bad. (laughs) So, um, I cried four times. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And they're all like back to back to back. Um, so the, the second half of the film to me led up to like, uh, or, or kind of reached the hype, but the first half of the film, honestly, like I, Maybe I would sit through it again in order to try to like pick up on Easter eggs or some more foreshadowing. But can I challenge you? For I, a I don't second? know that I enjoyed it. I was like, I'm can so I, down. Can to I watch challenge it again. you for a second on on stating the first and second half? Is it possible that it was really the first third, and it felt so slow that it felt like the first half? Because like time wise, knowing kind of the, the the lineage of the film and and you know how things break down, I think I can see your perspective i don't agree but i think i can see your expect your your perspective up to about the third part portion of the movie i think it kicks in not at the second half i think it kicks in right at that one third mark and the final two thirds are almost non-stop either action or story progression um and so maybe just challenge maybe. your 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 breakdown there a little bit for people who haven't seen it yet um, mm-hmm. don't think, oh, the first half is a drag. I, I think it's less than maybe what you're remembering it because... I also did not feel that way at all. Well, but... I didn't either. I didn't feel <laughs> yeah. the drag, but I'm, I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like plot points, right? And I think, I think mm-hmm. I know where that switch happened for you. And it's not quite at the halfway point. It's a little bit before that. Maybe. I mean, I'm not yeah. checking my watch, but there are sure. certain... Uh, watching anything, there are, there is like a... Um, uh, there are certain like points you expect to hit uh, at any given moment, and and you know that you can't, you know, unless you experience point B, you can't get to point C, and unless you experience point C, you know, and so waiting for some of those things to happen, it it felt like it was dragging. Uh, and again, like the, the some of the the setup, especially early on, just it felt a bit it felt a bit messy. Like to me, it, it leaves open uh, a few questions and trying to like fully understand someone's motivation for why did they do this? Why was this their reaction, et cetera? Uh, some of those, uh, I, I know that inside conversations we've already brought up, but there were a couple parts that I think may have been a little messy. Now, maybe that's good because it leaves a lot of room for writers later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. May, you know, 
Who knows? Because who knows uh, what this next is, trilogy is going to be? Because we literally Strange, no one knows. Well, I, I will say my, my my last very clear thought is uh, Doctor Strange could could it, he could probably do a better job on on his dye job on his hair. It's just a little too stark. It, um, his hair is my biggest it's actually, issue. Actually, they, they had to give him the white so he doesn't look like Tony Stark. I'm telling you, it, it legitimately <laughs> his hair. Like a wig. His it hair just looks is a wig. the biggest I know, problem. But it shouldn't look like a wig. Yeah, I agree. His hair is my biggest problem with this movie. It legitimately is, and and it's it's because it's distracting. Why does it have something to look so perfect? It, something was something was odd that I could not. I, I was trying to figure out what it was. Like, is the coloring different on the film? Is it the cameras they use? Is it it's a different wig? Something about gotta him. Be. I think they also changed like the way his cape was like up, and so it was like more around his head than it is normally. So like, I noticed the hair more than usual because of that. Maybe it's because like it basically you, had like a red halo behind his hair. It's like when you take a um a regular picture, but then you take like an HDR photo. It's, he looked almost hyper real in some way around like his face and his, in his, his whatever. It almost looked like he was wearing a Dr. Strange costume. And I realized he literally is. I understand that, but it just, something was off about it. And it drove me crazy on all the, up like he on. was dressed up as Dr. E as Dr. Evil, as Dr. <laughs> Strange. I do want to go back real quick and just correct something that I caught myself the second I said it. And I knew I was an idiot, but I didn't want to break the conversation. It's not Quantum of Solace. That's freaking James Bond. <laughs> it's. I uh, mean, Quantum Mania makes yes. about as much sense. Just saying. Like, when I said when I, I said, Quantum I think the name is kind of weird, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the next Ant Man film. All right. So my feelings. This one hundred percent lived up to my expectations, and my expectations were quite high. Actually, they were really high, so high that I actually dropped them back a peg because I thought there's no way this movie is going to be able to live up to that. And then it did. It exceeded my lowered expectations, which were still quite high. Um, it it did the fan servicey things that I wanted it to do, and it did fan servicey things that I didn't know I wanted or that I needed. Um, yeah. It it was it it was a a total package in in my opinion, um, and without. Without going any in, into any spoilers, um, I don't think I can say more on that topic because it's uh, it it is for me uh, almost a perfect Spider-Man. So let's just do a quick rating yeah. on that topic. Um, I think I'm gonna give this movie a nine point nine five. Uh, I'm gonna give it just shy of that, and I that point five is solely because of Dr. Strange's wig. And what the heck? Like we have all the money of the Marvel universe. <laughs> like let's let's not have his hair look fake. Um so that's mine. So I'm I'm essentially giving it a 10. Uh what's yours, Lauren? I think I might say like nine and a half as well. There's a couple problems I have with it with that I you know like I won't get into now, but um like pretty close to just like what everything that I wanted I got. Like I don't really have too much to complain about. <laughs> yeah. I from a from a fan service perspective, it's a ten of ten. From a movie perspective, it's probably a seven for me. Okay, I I can see why you're saying that. You're loud. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's all we're gonna say on Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, we may do we may do a a full on episode. Maybe it's uh maybe that's what we release during the holiday. I didn't realize Tom Holland could act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You 
should have felt like you, you don't could have like. Are you kidding? I, it, like in no in Homecoming when there's that like get up Spider Man. I cry every time I watch that scene. <laughs> I think uh, if we're gonna do one, uh, we should drop it next week as though instead of doing a full episode, you'll just get an episode about Spider Man. That way, you've had a week and a half to watch it. Um, that's what I'm proposing. If that doesn't happen, that's well, because like the three of us all chose on not its to. own. If you if you click it, it's at your well, own you problem. Know, at yeah, that you point. know. Like, when we're like Spider Man review, if you listen, you know. <laughs> believe it or not, I do have a ton to say about this movie, and it has taken oh, a lot yeah. of restraint. Lauren has literally bound herself to her chair because she's so. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where um, uh, uh, <laughs> Cavill even had the time to take part with his Witcher film. I know. It's very interesting. I know. <laughs> it, is, it is interesting. Um, all right. So on that note, we're going to head out of our master categories. We're going to head into rolling our dice for uh, not this coming week, but the week after that, after the holidays. Um, and who knows? Maybe It'll we'll be get it. 2022, a, a, I think. A, yeah. The, this will be our last one. Uh, this was our, our last dice or our master categories for 2021. We did it. Three. Yeah. Past three. I almost called him. Is it Caviezel? Who's the guy that played Jesus? Jim Caviezel. <laughs> Jim Caviezel. <laughs> yeah. I almost called him Caviezel. <laughs> you got a TV. Great one. Past TV. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, oh, Lauren. Then I'll for sure be talking about the HBO show Hacks, which came out back in May. Very excited to talk about it. Okay. Nice. What did you get, Ro um, Lauren? I just got a two and a two. So that is toys for me. Okay. Which is great for Christmas. Yes, it is. <laughs> Here's what I got. Oh, Lauren, I rolled a two. <laughs> no toys for me. I rolled a now two. Now you're on the naughty list. I rolled a two and a two. No joke. We rolled the I exact same thing. Gosh. Okay. All right. I'm going to roll again. Sorry. 18. Food. Dang it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Roll. I got a seven. That's design. Okay. Not as good. There you go. You got it. <laughs> okay. That's going to make it. Uh, that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. It's been a fun one. There's lots of stuff to check out. Go over to our show notes over at mof1.network where you can find links to all the stuff that we talked about. Read some stuff, buy some stuff, eat some stuff, watch some stuff. We've talked about a lot of things in this episode. Go patronize all of those things so that we get more of those things. That's what this is all about, right? While you're there, you can check out all sorts of other episodes uh, with incredible guests from all over the different industries for the last seven years. It's, we've been doing this for lots of years, so go check those things out. Uh, find some pins, find some stickers, find some paraphernalia. Uh, at our at our webpage. And then while you are on the internet, you can like, rate, and review the show. That helps us out so, so much. It doesn't take you any money, very little time. It's very, very helpful. Uh, and we actually, after months and months of pleading... Well, don't we say it like that. That's have, depressing, but go we ahead. Have, it's, I mean, it's true. <laughs> it is true. I don't know how else to say it. We have a new review. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a new review. And... If you remember, we have made a promise that the next review that comes in, Lauren is going to read however it is you have asked her to read it. Now, if if you didn't clarify one, then I guess that's on you. But Lauren, this is your very first review that you get to read. Take it. Read it in the style of a young adult woman designer. <laughs> really Perfect. stretch, really stretch Perfect. your Perfect. acting abilities there. <laughs> With like some kind of weird glasses. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Take it away. I, 
All right, here is our review. I can't tell you how amazing and fun it is to listen to M of One. They do a great job sharing pop culture along with funny moments spread throughout each show. Well worth sticking around for. So glad to listen to an older episode featuring Draplin, not only because it's Draplin, but because it's got to hear Luke again. Thank you all so much for sharing after all these years. Can't wait for the next episode. Frank Montano slash B. Wow. Frank Montano. Montano. Except I think it's pronounced Montano. Montano. But that's Frank fine. Montano. I'm very sorry. We can no. pronounce it however we want to because it's it our show, show. It's our show. Lauren, I'm, <laughs> our, our show. <laughs> I like that Lauren it's had to. It's our show. Yeah. Lauren had to read a review in which the person said, I miss Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I like listening because I got to hear Luke again. <laughs> <laughs> we did not plan that. Thanks, Frank. Uh, man, that's great. You too. Wait, you I, have, I said this off air, and so I, it, this reminds me of the office of like, why wouldn't you say it to her face? <laughs> exactly. So I said this off air. I guess now I'll say it on air. Frank has been killing it with all of his Instagram like production behind the scenes stuff lately. Yeah, he already makes great Ooh. stuff. In fact, over here on my shelf, by the way. I have one of his um his like little like yeti feast beasts whatever this is called. I actually got one several years ago um uh from him. Uh very very cool thing. It stays on the shelf right beside me. But lately he's been doing a lot of like behind the scenes stuff, showing off his office, showing process shots, doing like videos. Really really awesome stuff. So can't recommend checking out his Instagram enough. He here's the thing. If you want to be featured, if you want your words featured and potentially even your work, if we know you and we yeah. have some of your stuff, leave a comment, Ra leave a rating Actually, and a review. you could leave it in the review. You could put your own ad in the review for our podcast and we're going to read it well, anyway. We've, we've just opened the <laughs> that door to that. That would be an aggressive thing to do, but you could. <laughs> yeah, that's very self-serving. But if you do it, we will read it because that's the rules we, we created for ourselves. Um, on that note, though... We are going to head out of here. You can find us on social media. Just search M of One Podcast on all the different platforms. Uh, you can find my personal over at Andrew Sale with threes instead of E's. I'm at Not Cool Co. everywhere. And you can find me at Frank Montano or at FeastLife.studio. <laughs> but for now, we're going to get out of this episode. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Andrew. Happy holidays. I'm Lauren. I'm Patrick. Go f*** yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 